and counting, Richard Skipper has been celebrating the artists you love. Richard Skipper is all about celebrating life, art, and his guest body of work. Please join us while he showcases these diverse and talented individuals. Here's Richard Skipper. Happy Monday, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of Richard Skipper Celebrates. Who or what are you celebrating tonight? For those of you who are here for the first time, welcome. My show is all about celebrating, celebrating life, celebrating art, celebrating each other. And that's what it's about. Uh, when COVID began, I started this uh, platform, uh, Richard Skipper Celebrates. And often people say, well, why do you call the show Richard Skipper Celebrates? Well, it all started with a blog that I used to write. Uh, and when I first started writing blog, someone suggested that I call the blog Richard's Rants and Raves. But then someone said I was always uh, raving, but I was never ranting. Uh, I think there's enough ranting going on in the world. Don't you all agree? Uh, but uh, I called it Richard's Rants and Raves until someone said, you're always celebrating. And I thought, that's it. Richard Skipper celebrates. And that's what it's about. And I have been so fortunate because I have met so many incredible people through this platform. And one such person that I met through this platform uh, is the gentleman that I'm going to bring on right now. And that's uh, someone that I can actually call friend, uh, David Zimmerman. And we sometimes we, you know, only meet virtually. Uh, but last year, we actually got the chance. David was in New York. We got together and we had dinner at Joe Allen's here in New York uh, with our dear friend, Peck Miley, who has now become a friend of David's as well. And it's like this synergy in Rosa Puzo, who's also a friend of ours, was, uh, and it's this great energy that we have. And so when you reached out to me the other day and told me about this great project that you're working on, Kryptonite, and then I went and watched, well, first of all, I said yes, uh, without even knowing anything about it, because you're worth it, David. Oh. And then I went and I watched this incredible video. Um, let's give them just a little teaser of this, and then you and I will talk about this. It's just a teaser. That's all I'm going to show, because I'm not allowed to show more than that. But here it is. Okay, just a teaser. Teaser. I'm too weak to pull away. That's all I can show. <laughs> it's a tease. It's a tease. Oh my God. First of all, David, all the work that you do with Meet the Biz. Uh, tell everybody that doesn't know about Meet the Biz and how that all came to be. Oh, Meet the Biz. I was teaching um, acting uh, since 2000. And in 2008, um, I said, let's have these classes for everyone because I was just teaching actors and performers with disabilities. So in 2008, I created a workshop called Meet the Biz where industry folk would come in like Lainey Kazan, uh, or Jamie Brewer, or or um, Jerry Brewer. What? Who? Yes. <laughs> well, Richard Skipper, you came on and did a wonderful 
online one. You know, during COVID, we went from being in person, of course, to the online um, magic. And um, we had, I did, I don't know how I did this because now I do one a week and I go, I'm exhausted. How did I do? I did five a week. <laughs> and I have over a 370 shows now with Norman Lear. This last week we did Donna Mills. So we have, we, we did Shanice, we, we did Penny Wilson, you know, so we did all these wonderful shows and it's all about bringing everybody together and learning from each other and creating from each other. And I mean, when I do, did this, it, I mean, truly it was such a life affirming experience for me. So I thank you for giving me that opportunity oh, they love you. to do it in person someday. And they want you back, Richard. <laughs> I want to do it. And, but I want to talk to you a little bit about yeah. uh, the uh, Easter Seals Disability Film Challenge. Um, how did this come about that you got involved with this and Kryptonite, this incredible film oh. that we've all just gotten a little taste of? Thank you. Well, you know, I knew, I've known Nick Navicki for years. I don't even know where we first met, but he is the mastermind behind Easter Seals Disability Film Challenge. In fact, he started it off at the Disability Film Challenge and he created this amazing, every year now, we're, it's there on the 10th year. And um, it's all about people coming together and making a film in like five days. Um, and uh, we at Performing Arts Studio West and Meet the Biz, we would host it every year like a meet and greet before the challenge would start uh, for the last at least eight years, I think of it. Um, and we would come on, we, everybody would learn uh, how, how, you know, to you, you get a group together, you, you find a director, you find, you get the producers, you get the actors and you create magic. Um, and I didn't get involved, I, you know, I was involved as the host for the meet and greet until the pandemic when I said, you know, this year it's, it's a documentary. And all of a sudden I said, I'm going to do it. I'm stuck in the house or in the one bedroom apartment in LA. And uh, right away I thought of Blair Williamson and his amazing girlfriend and we created Honey Bunny. Um, and I had such a good experience with that. It was so smooth. It was so amazing and easy. And this year, I mean, three years later, I think it's been since 2020. Yeah, now it's 2023. I was talking to my dear friend, Penny Wilson. Um, and she, I told her about the Easter Seals Disability Film Challenge. She looked online. She saw some of the films. She said, I've got to do this. I've got to, I've got to, I've got to do this. So I said, okay. I will do it with you. And I jumped in and it's, it's, let me tell you, it's a challenge <laughs> when they say Easter Seals disability challenge, because you've got to get everything together. You've got to get the cast together. You create a script, you, 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 and, and we pushed it to the limits, which I, I'm sure Penny uh, will describe very soon. We're going to bring Penny on just a second, but I want to, you know, just to clarify something. Uh, having met a lot of these actors, mm -hmm. um, when people hear that people have disabilities, uh, people make assumptions about who these people are. The challenge is not within them. 
because they are eager to do the work, to show up and do what needs to be done. Hmm. The challenge is just getting it completed. That's, uh, the real ch- that's the real challenge. The challenge is not in terms of what they're going to bring to the table. Yeah. Uh, so this incredible story, uh, Kryptonite, um, yeah. who found the script, first of all? How did that come about? And you know, here's the poster for this. Mm-hmm. Ryan Lane and Shanice, who is here tonight, folks. I know. <laughs> she is, let me tell you, I have met a lot of people in my life and to meet somebody who is such a like stunning performer and you know you, when she walks on stage it's like <laughs> the energy I'm Mr. Sound Effects because you just like her mesmerized her and then you meet her in person and she is the sweetest person I have ever met. Mm-hmm. I mean seriously and so loving and so so giving of herself. It's just amazing. And she's stunning in this movie. I mean, acting and singing. And that's, I have to say, when we were, we, we, Penny will tell you, she said, let's, let's bring in Shanice and, and make a movie. And I was listening, I was listening to some of her old s- songs and her new songs because I had interviewed her as well for Meet the Biz. And I came across this unreleased song and I heard it and it just started off. It had so many levels to it. And then it went, oh, and I was like, wow, this song I love. So I threw it out there and the name of the song was Kryptonite. And I thought, this is perfect for what we're doing. And that's that's one of the things of how it, it began. There were so many, you know, it, sy- synergy just that that's came. Right. That's the word that I was thinking of. Yeah. Uh, so you and Penny, had you two worked together before on any projects? We hadn't. We met, we met, uh, I think, five years ago. I lose track of time. Time is like, what? I know. Same here. <laughs> um, but we met at... Um, uh, any- oh, there they are. Yes. There they are. I met them at their show that they had produced in Hollywood. Um, and I met, I went with Rob Kind, Rosalind Kind, and we were there, and Richard J. Alexander happened to be there. And that's the first night I met these two amazing beautiful women. So hello, Crystal and Penny. Welcome to the show, first of all. Hi, thank you. Hi. Thank you. Nice so, to be here. Uh, Penny, um, have you done a lot of producing? I know that you are an entertainer yourself, and I use the word entertainer instead of performer because uh, there's a huge difference, and uh, those who watch my show know how I use the distinction between the two. But uh, had you done a lot of producing, and what is it as a producer uh, that you feel that you bring to the table, and what is it that you feel that you and David bring to the table together? Wow, deep question. Well, I uh, primarily spent most of my time doing music. So whenever we were producing, we were producing musical stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, live performances and venues, et cetera. Um, It wasn't until a couple of years ago when a young man named George Steves came up to us and asked us, would we produce his one-man play about his life with Asperger's? Um, I have been teaching television and film and media studies at Cal, Cal State LA for uh, maybe 15, 16 years at that point. And we had always talked about doing some 
some media, TV, the family did their reality show. And when George asked us to, to produce it, we said, okay, we'll, we'll produce it. But then he said, but I want you to direct it. So we we looked at we looked at the script, and the script was so long and complicated, and we were like, "That's that's when we knew we were producers for real." Because we had, <laughs> for real, it was a great script, but we had we just had to break it down. We ended up directing it actually. Exactly, that's so what we, I mean. We ended up directing it, but we always filled rooms. So she he just initially wanted us to produce it. Then it came into directing. We ended up doing it in one, what, how many, like three Hollywood plays? Three or, I think it was more than three. It was one for North Hollywood. And then the, and then the big Fringe Award, the uh, granddaddy of them all, we got like over 3,700 plays. We were like in the top 5%. That's amazing. So we were really proud of it. And then we ended up uh, executive producing a documentary about it. So moving from teaching Crystal was starring in her daughter's reality show. Um, we said, you know what? We kind of like this. So when David talked to me about do, uh, doing the Easter Seals challenge, I called my family in. I said, let me call my partners. <laughs> well, you know, it was, well, I guess it was easy for us too, because like she said, we, we, well, she didn't say it yet, but we sang all our lives. We, Penny and I started singing at a very young age. And we've been on stage so long that I didn't realize how this came so easy to us. When we got in, when we started working with George, I'm like, wow, this is this is nice. This is easy. So all the years that we put into being on stage and singing and producing shows. We, producing yeah, stuff. it pay, it really paid off in, in more ways than just performing uh, singing. Yeah. One so, of the things that I absolutely love about David, and I'm getting to love about the two of you as well, is the fact that you're using your gifts to uh, to really make a difference in the world. Uh, with uh, you know, a lot of people don't know a lot about Aspergers, for example, and people hear the word Aspergers, and it's a challenge to get people to pay attention sometimes to what that world is about. Was it a challenge for you to get the powers that be, so to speak, in Hollywood to jump on board with your project, uh, to pay attention to the message that you wanted to get across with this film and this project? We're still in the process of getting the powers that be to look at this wonderful, wonderful project. Um, but we know it's good. Mm -hmm. We know it's a powerful piece. And he was very good. And very good. He's extraordinarily talented. Yes. And so now I think we have two wonderful pieces that we're going to have to have Hollywood record with. How about that? <laughs> and I wanted to interject this, Richard. Um, the thing about David, David's soul spoke to me there's something inherently genuine and beautiful about him. And when we started talking and I saw his uh, film for Easter Seals that he had produced, Honey Bunny, mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I was so warmed. I said, this is so sweet and beautiful. And just, I, I knew that if I wanted to do this, he had to be with me. Yes. So, and I'm. And of course, when I met him for the first time, I called Penny up. I'm like, oh my God, I love him. Let's. This pretty yes, yes. Get in line, oh, Crystal. <laughs> I mean, I love David. Well, actually, actually, this they is the were David Zimmerman fan club tonight, everybody. Oh, yes, we are. But we have to say it because this is how it it all began with this particular project. But I just know that the two of them started it first. But when they brought me on board, and then I I met David, I was like. Oh, I'm in. Let's get yeah. this going. Because I was so comfortable. And I think Charlize felt the same way. So that, that, That's absolutely wonderful. David, we are in a time right now where Hollywood and Broadway theater, um, everyone is really trying to open up in terms of diversity and giving those who have been marginalized in the past a chance. Do you feel that actors with disabilities are still that last bastion that people are still afraid to take a chance with? I know. I think it's, it has really opened up lately. I mean, we we have, uh, uh, she won the award on the Tonys um, <laughs> the other year, you know? She got Best Supporting Actress for Oklahoma. For Oklahoma. Yeah. And, uh, uh, someone help us out. I know exactly. Uh, and, she's and, I just, and I just saw her um, recently. I was at Broadway Backwards, and she came out and she blew the roof off the place. Oh my god! I mean, this voice that comes out of her is just unbelievable. She's amazing. She's amazing. And then, and we have Jamie Brewer, uh, 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 American Horror Story. We have so many people out there. It's and especially what Nick Nowicki has done in the last ten years. I think that's really pushed it open. And people are starting to get the jobs. Yes, there's only, I think, 3% of the people out there on TV with, quote, disabilities. But I see it growing. I see more people accepting it. And um, it's, it's happening more. The thing is, you know, the way I look at it and the way when I produce a film or when I create a film, I, I, I don't say... Well, here are two Down syndrome people falling in love. It's two people falling in love. Same with kryptonite. It's two people when in their relationship. You know, we don't talk about one happens to be deaf and one happens to be a singer or, you know, one. Natty Stoker. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, thank you Natasha. Sorry, Allie. My friend. Thank you. Thank you. What happens when 59 comes? You know, you start to think of something. 62. Hide behind brain cell number 72. But, um, yeah. So, so, I mean, well, let's talk about um, you're looking for a singer. So, um, and you need a phenomenal singer uh, for this film. Shani. Uh, yes. So, uh uh, who brought Shanice to the table? <clears throat> let me let, let me interject something here. When David and I talked about doing the film, I knew I wanted Shanice in the film. And Shanice's mom is my sister, so she's my niece. <laughs> ah! 
Hello. Hello. What a voice. Oh, my God. Thank you. I was listening to you guys. I just want to say I'm a part of the David Zimmerman fan club, too. So <laughs> I'm feeling the love. Oh. Yeah. And, and I am, you know, and I'm going to lead the banner for the Janice fan club as well, because I have been listening to you this afternoon and oh my God, uh, this voice is just a gift from God. So congratulations. And, and the clips that I've seen in the film, um, when are the rest of us, I, I've got a teaser. I'm lucky enough to have seen what I was not able to share with everyone tonight. Um, when are we going to be able to see more of the film? Well, you know, you can see, there's a five-minute version on YouTube right now on the Dis uh, Disability Film Challenges uh, page on YouTube. So you can you can go there and watch the five-minute film. And then we're going to extend it and do, what, 10 minutes? How much? Maybe 10 or 12. Like 10 or 12 minutes. We're going to do another version that's a little bit longer. But right now you can watch the the five-minute version of it on YouTube on their uh, Disability Film Challenge page. Now, this project came about simply because of the Disability Film Challenge. Is there a possibility, and forgive me, all of you, for the pressure that I'm about to put on all of your shoulders, but is there a possibility of a feature film coming out of this? That's that's the, like, I, that's the ultimate goal. Like, we would love to see it on the big screen. I mean, yeah, that would be great. And you know, it's funny you said that because everyone that sees it will call me and say, I don't, what happened? I need to see more. I need more. Yeah. I, I want to see, the, I want to see the baby. I want to see the baby. What does the baby look like? You, you guys left such a big cliffhanger, you know? Yeah, so I, I've looked at, so I was reading some of the comments and people did say in the comments, this could be a, you know, a TV show, like a one hour drama or, you know, so yeah, that would be great. Even a, even a mini series. A mini series would yes. be great. Yeah. Netflix, are you watching? <laughs> Amazon Prime, are you watching? Hulu, exactly. are you watching? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> now this yes. is just amazing. So um, who, who wrote the script for this? Well, it was a collaboration. Mm -hmm. um, there is a student a former student of mine named Joshua Friedman. Um, he has cerebral palsy. Mm -hmm. And he used to always tell me, you know, I think Hollywood should give us a chance. And I want a chance. And so when I retired from teaching a couple of years ago, I said, if I ever do anything, I'm going to call Joshua. And so I did. And so Joshua was a part of it. David collaborated. Uh, our director, uh, Cameron Mitchell, collaborated. I collaborated in writing. And my sister was a story consultant on the project. Um, and, and what we did, we had these long Zoom conversations <laughs> about just stuff. And I, I shared with everybody on the Zoom that when I got pregnant, that's when I lost my you know, my record deal. And so I think that's where the, the baby, uh, the, you know, losing the the deal, record contract. And, and that's where kind of where that 
came from, I believe. And also we connected with Ryan and the deaf community to be sure that we incorporate the connection in there uh, truthfully as well. Well, I, I want to talk about the the process of this. I mean, this all came about because of this film challenge. Um, did everything, I mean, it's did it all start out as Zoom meetings? When did it uh, start to unfold in front of the camera? And David, did you say it was five days that you had to put this together? Five days. And we, on the first day, we got everybody together. We, we uh, it, it, it was just at the end of the day, everybody got their, their script and we, uh, uh, we went through it for that first day. We had, we needed a day, especially with um, uh, the deaf community and the hard of hearing. We had, how many interpreters do we have? We six? I think we had six, but, but I wanted to interject this, uh, 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 Richard, that when we were having idea meetings about, okay, these, this, this is a possibility, that's a possibility, but we weren't able to start writing the script until the first day. Right. So we had concepts and thoughts and possibilities. We really couldn't say too much about it. Yeah, we we kept it in our head. So it was like, this is a this is a thought. Well, maybe this is a thought. Oh, maybe that's a thought. But then that day, we all got together and we took all the thoughts, everybody's <laughs> thoughts, and said, okay, what about this? What about that? What about that? This person said this. This person that said, let's do this. Oh, this person should say that. That person should say it was it was crazy. Yeah. yeah. It was crazy. And then it was a lot of it was actually a lot of work. It was crazy. And then at the end of the day, late late in the day, we got together with what we had written and went through it. There are two words that I want to use, and I want each of you to talk about these two words. Mm. And I'm going to go around with each of you. And the first word that I want to use, and I'll start with you, David, is collaboration. Mm. What that word means to you in this business and how that word resonated so much with this project. Mm. Um, what it means to me in the business is working together. Um, when everybody has their, their position um, in a, a creation and they all have a common goal and a common cause. And they trust each other to, to bring it to the table, to bring their expertise to the table. And when that really works, it goes smooth. It goes wonderfully. Um, and, and that is what I love about when you have a project that, that you can really flow with. Um, and it doesn't always work like that. Sometimes there are things that get in the way and you could still have a brilliant piece. There could be um, a magical, you know, boom, you know, I disagree on that. I disagree on that. But if we work through it in a certain way, we can get to a diamond. Um, you know, I think of Lennon McCartney. <laughs> Ah, you know, where there's, you know, the brilliance there, but it's 
to sometimes get through to that, it's crazy. So I think in Hollywood and even in the challenge itself, there are moments where you go, why am I here? <laughs> and then there, then you got to go breathe and you go forward. And then when it's done, you look and you go, oh, I'm so glad I did this because it's going to reach so many people and it's going to change people's perspectives and minds and hearts um, because there's so many levels in this film. Um, so many levels that I could talk about, but, but, but you'll see it. I mean, it's not just black or white it's, or gay, gay or straight, not that there's gay or straight in there, uh, but I'm sure I can find something. <laughs> but it's, about, it's, it's, about, it's about humanity. And that's oh, what I love about this film. Uh, same question for you, Penny. Well, because I I grew up singing with my sister since we were like 12 or 14 years old, mm -hmm. we always had to collaborate. And it's not always easy. You know, sometimes we clash head on you know, but we were able to find a way to sustain it, the, the relationship through many, many years. As you, as we sit here before you, we have a new single that's just dropped in the UK. Wow. Uh, a collaborative, wow. a collaboration with the two of us, uh, the producer and the uh, initial lyric writer who wrote such incredible, an incredible song that we came to get together with and, and further developed. Um, when I think of collaboration, I think of, don't stop my idea, mm. hear it out. Don't stop that person's idea, hear it out. Wow. Because what you're thinking may not be the same that. thing that person is thinking, but at least hear it out and maybe even if you think a little different, you may be able to incorporate a little bit of what that person is thinking. Mm. What that person is thinking may enhance what you're thinking. Um, and I think when you shut down somebody's idea, it's very dangerous to the process. Mm. So as long as we're all open, and as David said, if there's a level of respect, mm for everyone's ideas to be put on the table, then we have a, a much better chance of being successful in the collaborative process. The whole world should hear what you just said. Mm -hmm. And that's a, how the whole world should operate on every yeah. level. That's yeah. true. I agree. No, that's beautiful. Uh, Crystal, uh, if you want to elaborate on that. Well, well you know, actually they've said everything, especially <laughs> Penny, because we've worked together with, ever since we were kids. But I think, me personally, going into any project, I know what I do and what I do best, what I'm good at. So I try to stay in that lane. I, I might have an opinion, you know, and I'll give my opinion, but I know what I'm good at. So I think if everybody stays and do what they're good at, talk it over. We won't have any problems. But sometimes when you collaborate, some people want to tell you 
what to do. And they just, and they're not even good at what they're trying to tell you what to do. Do you understand? I'm, I'm, I'm saying that's it true. in a way that's where exactly. you can really understand because this is the this is the way it jumps off for real. You know, <laughs> instead of staying in your own lane, especially when you're working with I always say people, stay in your lane and keep your blinders on. Keep your blinders on. Like a racehorse. That's all you have to do. You know what you're good at. Like I know what I'm good at, and I know what I can bring to the table. And that's what I do. Now I might have an opinion on some things that somebody with opinion might say or David or whatever, but I, I, I kind of stay in my own lane. And I think that when you collaborate, if people do it that way, you get more done. That's, 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 wonderful. Wonderful. that's pretty down statement, sis. That's pretty. Yeah, down. that's great. I love it. Uh, and Shanice, same thing with you and collaboration and what it all means to you. You know, I, I enjoy collaborating with others. Um, because it's it's cool to hear other people's ideas because you know a lot of times they may come up with something I I just wouldn't think of and so um, but I'm like my mom as well like I kind of stay in my lane if it's something that I'm not great at I'm gonna let whoever's you know you know in charge of whatever if, if it's something that it's not my expertise then I'm gonna you know kind of listen to what they you know what they have to say um, but collaborating is definitely about like you guys were saying working together and and um you know just uh hearing each other's ideas and 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 um i've always i've always collaborated with with writing songs and i've always worked with other writers and um i don't know i just i i love hearing new ideas and just thinking out of the box and just learning and then it's, it's, i had to cut you off but it's easy for her because everybody she works with, she does. She she'll give them their own space, maybe a little bit too much. <laughs> yeah, I like to give people such a sweetheart. She's such a sweetheart. But there's something that I feel strong. You know, I'll speak up if it's something that I feel you know strong you know about. But for the most part, I kind of I kind of stay in my lane as well. <laughs> now I want to talk about the big monkey wrench in this business. And uh, and I'll tell you what that is in a moment. But when I again, I see the fact that you put something together so brilliant in five days and some of the biggest projects in the world take years and years and years to get outside the door because of this monkey wrench that I'm going to throw out there now. And that monkey wrench is called ego. Yep. And uh, so I always say. Any project that I'm working on, and I always say, I check my ego at the door. Let's just get this done. Janice, exactly. um, I want to talk to you about uh, ego and okay. uh, whether it be uh, uh, anyone else's ego in this business without mentioning any names. Uh -huh. In your career up to this point, at a time where ego has gotten in the way of any major project that has affected moving forward. And how you got past that? Um, on my end, like, did I, if, if I had an ego, or no, whether whether it be yours or anyone else's, I don't assume that you I, have an ego based no, on what I'm hearing. I don't have an ego at all. <laughs> like, I'm like the easiest. But have like, you ever been in a situation where someone's ego has really ruined a situation? Um, 
I've yeah, I've dealt with a lot of different well, persons. Crystal is nodding her head. <laughs> I, oh, I've dealt with a lot of, uh, you know, in this business, you meet a lot of people over the years. You deal with a lot of different people. Some people are nicer than others, you know, but I don't know. I think I, I have a way of kind of working through, the, you know, still getting the job done and, you know. Uh, she navigates like, very well. <laughs> you know, I know how to navigate it. Like, I know how to... <laughs> Somebody can have the worst ego in the world, but if they're gonna work with me, for some reason, I, I don't know if it's a gift that I have, but I know how to work with, I mean, it could be the person with the strongest ego, but I can get along with anybody. And um, and I've been able to do that. But yes, I have worked with people that had very bad egos, um, but I don't know, I still get the job done. Whatever I'm trying to do, I look past it, get the job done and move on. <laughs> I don't right. get caught up into people's negativity and egos and all that. You know, I try to make it as fun as possible. I like to have a good time. And um, I've just seemed to, I know how to work around people's egos when That's they're not. Right. <laughs> now, Crystal, <laughs> you were nodding your head. Uh, when it comes to dealing with someone's ego um, in this business, do you have a certain method or a way of navigating around that? Um, <laughs> I, um, <laughs> it's, you know what? You got me because this, I've been, around, <laughs> let me tell you something. I've been around so many egos. <laughs> I don't even know how, how I've navigated through them, but, um, I, I don't know. I, I, I think like Shanice, I kind of, but one thing I, I like what Shanice said, but at the same time, sometimes you just have to put your foot down. That's right. You know, period. Like my, my granddaughter says, period. Sometimes, <laughs> you, just have, <laughs> sometimes you just have to put your foot down but, when, but when somebody has an ego because us yeah. having an ego, you you can't. What are you? You can't get anything accomplished. You That's agree? true. I, I think that. I think that, and you're not allowing yourself to listen, like Shani said earlier, to other people's creative ideas. Or what do you think? I, I just think that, um, you know, everybody has an ego. First of all, we mm -hmm. can't say we don't have egos. Mm -hmm. We all have them. Mm -hmm. The question is what level is your humility on and can you balance that out and be a realistic mm -hmm. and i like what they both said in terms of staying in your own lane but this is the thing that that i don't like with collaboration when when ego tends to affect uh, when somebody's toes are being stepped on mm. when somebody's being disrespected when someone is being rejected and, All right, no. and that person mm -hmm. is made to feel like, well, I really don't care what you think. This is what I think it should be. That, I'm not tolerating that. And I'd rather, Shani said something, I'll navigate through it. Then once I navigate through it, I'll move on. I've just gotten to an age in my life yes. where I just rather move on. Mm -hmm. if, 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 it's, if, if we can't respect each other and honor each other and have our humility intact, in that's that that's a hard pill okay, to swallow. Okay, and let me... I, 
Let me just say this real quick. In the, okay. when get, getting back to David, like at our age, I don't just deal with any anyone. That's why when 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 Penny when I met David, it was like, oh, let's do this because it's easier when you meet someone and it just works. If you if you if there's if there's a, all the egos and stuff involved, I don't want to deal with it anymore. I don't have to deal with it. And I don't. You, you see my, what I'm saying? So, my please. I, I still have a way. Like I, I'm aware of you know I of people's egos and everything, but I still have a way of still getting my point across and whatever whatever it is that I want. I still have a way of still getting what I want and getting it mm -hmm. done. You know, uh, even when somebody has the worst ego in the world. Um, I still have a way of still, you know, getting my point across, you know, in the way that I, the way I do it and, and get, the, and just get the job done. But do they listen to you though? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I would say this, Missy, <laughs> be, be, be a part of the, you know what, be a part of the team that helped bring her up. All praise is due to uh, my sister for being her mom and my mother who traveled the world with her auntie penny was there and as well and i would just say your your spirit is so sweet and you've learned some real techniques and sometimes i think you're gonna have to take it penny and raise me so that i can <laughs> learn that that magic you have because you do have a magic and i think i'm at a point where i'm i'm at a point in my, in my life where i've lived enough years where it doesn't matter to me. It's like it used to, you know what I mean? So yeah. I'm going to come and sit at your feet, Shanice. Now you're going to have to raise Auntie Penny. You wow. know what I mean? But oh, still, no. when you get a, a certain age, though, it's like you don't really have to deal with nobody's egos. It's, it's like I'm either work with this person or I'm not. That's all I'm trying to say. Well, so, I tell you, one of the best things the best thing, actually the best thing about being involved in Kryptonite are these three beautiful women right here. Because I, <laughs> I have to say it has felt like I now have an ex another ex extended family here. And it's just, it's, it's not, that is the true blessing of working, <laughs> working with, with amazing, creative, loving, people so well david you're a magnet I, i'm a you, you're a magnet you're going to pull back what you put out in the world that's true that's, that's true. true you are a magnet so. we, all, we all feel we all have that i mean i so identify with chinese about you know sometimes you're just you do this and they'll go oh okay yeah you know even though they said one thing it'll go the the way by just going well, oh, and I've learned that too, how to be, well, this is what we need to do on this, you know, because it's like I'm sitting there on, on producing and it's like, okay, well, here is what we need to do. I just, you know, it's without going into details. It's just the matter of fact, this is what we need. And, and that's how it did work and how it moved forward. Yeah, you, by the way, you are good at that. You were pretty good at that. I learned. 
I learn, I'm always learning. I'm constantly learning. And you were talking about freeways and stay in your lane. The, the thing about me, though, in my mind, I'm on a seven lane freeway. <laughs> <laughs> but are you, are you, but are you the kind of driver who's constantly changing lanes? I like to stay in my lane, but once in a while, I know that the guy, if I don't move, the guy behind me is going to bash into me. So I sort of go over here and then I go over here and then I, woo! <laughs> <laughs> So I want to, you know, I'm going to use one of the words um, in the, uh, in that word is challenge. David, what do you feel is one of the biggest challenges that you face in this business and how do you get around it? <laughs> I mean, a husband. No. Uh. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I'm going to tell you, uh, I'm going to quote a line from a Mae West movie, Okay. <laughs> So in one of Mae West films, her maid comes in and she says, you know, I'm going to go out and get myself a husband. And Mae West says, honey, leave the husbands alone and get yourself a single man. (laughs) 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 Leave the husbands alone and get yourself a single man. I heard that. Come on, Richard. You got it going on. That's funny. (laughs) That's funny. Biggest challenges. The biggest challenges is to, uh, I think, is with self. The acceptance of self, where I'm at at this moment, and trusting, trusting myself, and also knowing that uh, I can do it. So I think that's the biggest challenge for me is trusting and acknowledging that I'm at this place. He said, "I just do my." thing and and i don't realize and somebody comes up oh you did such a great job i said really you know i'm just enjoying the process so i just have to remember to keep trusting myself and saying you know what you're okay yeah i'm in the same place you know that's the same thing i have to keep telling i have to keep reminding myself to enjoy the process so penny what's the biggest challenge that you feel that you're facing in the business and how are you navigating around it. Wow. <coughs> Excuse me, I keep coughing. I used to I used to feel a challenge because of age. In ageism and then the challenge of being a woman. Um misogyny and then being a black woman. So the intersectional challenge of those three mm-hmm. identities have been challenging for me. And learning to not take it so seriously, mm-hmm. to understand that the simplest things in life are the most important things. You know, just being with my family that I love so much to have friends like David that I love so much to understand that what's really important. Sure. I want to do the work, but giving the gift, learning to just know that I'm giving the gift. I'm doing the best thing that I can with my talents and to accept and appreciate the opportunity to do that and not beat up on myself. Because, well, you didn't accomplish this, or it wasn't a big hit, or you didn't, you know, 
that's the thing that I've had to struggle with. And now I've come to a point in life where, like I, I told you that my sister's ill. Mm-hmm. What's more important? I know. It's love. It's, it's sharing the gift. And that has been my, my challenge. And I, I'm growing and maturing to a point where I'm much better at it. You know, I just want to make, make stories, record music and give my gifts and hope that people will get something out of it, that I can bless somebody. Well, you are, trust me, you are. Uh, Crystal, same question. Um, repeat the, repeat, repeat. Uh, no, the biggest challenge that you feel that you're facing now and how you're navigating around it. Well, like Penny said, um, definitely being a woman, being a woman, being a woman, being a woman, and being a black woman, it's, it's very hard. Um, and it's been a challenge ever since I can, I can really remember yeah. being a young black girl up to now. I mean, it's just always been a challenge. So I and I mean even with my daughter, it's 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 sad because I don't I don't want to get too deep into it. But when she made her first record, it was like um, she had a a number one record in twenty some countries. But when she came out and, and did her second single, like that didn't mean anything. Mm. It. It meant nothing, so she had to start from scrap. From she had to start like all over again because she was a black girl. I hate to say it, but that's just the way it was. I and, think, and it's still like that today. I'll say this: I agree mean, with me, and I think it's a sad thing, but it's it's true. I'm just thinking. This country is so screwed heart. up. I'll say it. it. It is so screwed up. This country, and I don't understand it. You know. It's almost like you come out with a number one record in twenty seven countries, and then your second record you can't you can't get it played. But so that's a challenge. It's been a challenge, and I don't know what we're going to do about it. Okay, I want. I just, don't know what we could do about it. I want to throw this in. I think for me, um, I mean, I, I know that there. Or white girls who experienced that too. I'm sure. I'm sure they have their challenges. But know. but but what I want to say is that when when I when, when when I was coming up through the industry, I always wanted one of the stronger men in the industry to mentor me. To mentor me, yes. I thought I thought I'm pretty smart. If I can get somebody to mentor me, then I I, I can really <clears throat> do some things and help my family and whatever, whatever. But it seemed like they'd rather mentor another man instead of a woman mm. through through my experience. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think that knowing the okay there's a concept there's a construct of of black women in terms of the you know 
big booties and overly sexed and the Jezebels and the that whole construct of, you know, it used to be like the Dion Warwick's and the Gladys Knights. You put on your gown and you sing. Then it became a point where you have to wear your skirt above your knee and your boobs have to be out and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I don't, I don't mean to critique this <coughs> phenomenal art form of hip hop, but it moved into a space of where the over-sexualized woman became the it thing. Mm -hmm. And if you weren't doing that, then your chances to be successful were, were hurt. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's problematic because there problematic. are women who have class and dignity and beauty and talent. And I don't think it should be that way. We're executives are telling you, you know, uh, bring it down more. Uh, bring, you know, take that off. I have to I have to pose new. Come on. You know, I, so all of those elements in, are incorporated into how I see that. Well, I think that's with women, period, in the business, black or white. Right. But as far as being a black woman and having your records played. That's another whole element. That's a whole nother element. That's where I'm that's where I was coming from with it. I mean, now as far as what, what Penny is saying, white women and black women have issues. I mean, we both they you gotta take off your clothes. It's a misogynistic. Now, it's sexist. Now, Taylor Swift is doing a good job, though. I got to give my girl some credit. I got to give. I got to give Taylor. Taylor, Taylor. She, she's she's not doing all that. You know what I mean? But I mean, it's 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 very it's very important though for women. But now for black women, it's hard to have your record play on the radio, and that's the truth. And there's something that should be done about that. It's really a sad situation situation. And to me, I find women more talented. I say more talented than men. They're more emotionally open. I'm more attracted to the creativity. Uh, uh, and if I, I can even go stronger, most of my favorite singers are black um, because they have such an openness and a soul about it. And I don't think of it as a, a black singer. There's, I just, if I if I go in my head, you know, all the all my list of singers, the majority are women. The majority are are black. Who are well, black. that's why you know, I think that in this country in general, and uh, this country is so screwed up across the board in terms of how we marginalize people, yeah. um, on every level, and that we want to put people in a box. And we want to keep people in that box, uh, whether they be gay, straight, black, white, everything. And the people that are in charge because of uh, white privilege, it's, That's there, right. you know, and I can say this is a white man. Uh, it exists and it's a handful of people. When I see and forgive me for where I'm about to go, everyone. I apologize, and I don't want to take this platform to do this tonight. But when I see what we've gone through in the last couple of weeks in this country, 
Yes. Um, and then I see the NRA and I see a lot of white older men uh, standing in front of the NRA screaming, no one's going to take your guns. No one's going to take your guns. And they're not addressing what's our country is falling apart in this country. And they are, you know, standing there not addressing issues that need to be addressed in this country right now. And I think we need to stop uh, putting people, uh, pigeonholing people. And we've spent too much time thinking about uh, pronouns instead of thinking about the people behind those pronouns. And pronouns are important, but we need to acknowledge the individuality of every single person on this planet. Whether it's gay, straight, or disability, non-disability, it's all of us together on this group. There you go. And I always say that every single person on this planet, all that any of us want to be is to be acknowledged. All of us want to be is to be noticed. All of us want to be is to be heard. And if you listen to us, I, you know, uh, regardless of where we are, uh, everybody wants to be heard on this planet. And the reason, you know, that there is so much anger and frustration in the world right now is because people stop listening to each other. And people have stopped listening to each other because people are, I mean, thank God we've got a platform where we all can come together tonight and speak openly here. But so many people are walking around with their devices doing this all day long that they're not even looking up to make eye contact with each other. You know what heals? What heals is music that comes from right. and 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 Crenny. Uh, I sort of mixed your names together, Crenny and Pistol. It's the music that you know. I love. I love your smile. What you, you just say the title of the word, the the song, and it it makes you feel good. And, and that's the real kryptonite right there. I know. No, it's about love. We got to bring it to the love, and we we have these discussions, and it's good to do that. And if everybody could. Find the love in themselves. I don't know. It is so, sad um, because you have the pop chart. You have the R&B chart. What is that? Yes, Why come we just can't have the chart? The charts. Let's charts. just make the music. The charts. Yes. You so, Shanice, I want to ask you, Shanice, and then I'm going to have a little fun with each other You uh, before we run out of time. Shanice, I want to ask you, what is the biggest challenge that you feel that you're facing right now? You know what? The biggest challenge for me is, you know, I gotta, I, I, I always think back because the nineties was such a good time, you know, for me and, and just trying to like, I, I always try to stay current and, um, you know, and I know the internet has taken over, which is a blessing, but at the same time, like I'm trying to learn this, this whole new way of like marketing and, you know, online, this online, that, you know, um, you know, back in the day when people would buy CDs, you had a beautiful cover with all the credits in it and you get to open it up and look at the pictures and all that. Like I, my, I, I miss those days. I miss stuff like that. Like now you you don't even get like a a hard copy. You have to just press the button and download into your computer and and that's challenging for me. Like Jeez. record sales, people aren't selling records anymore because 
you can download it for free online. And mm-hmm. as an artist, that's challenging for me because we lose money when people do that. So I'm just trying to get used to this whole new way of, you know, marketing and just online. Everything's digital, all of that. <laughs> well, so, Denise, I miss going into record stores and getting albums. Me too. <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs> so. Uh, before we uh, wrap up, uh, and David has done the show before, so he knows that I do this. This is a little fun thing to do, just okay. to end on a fun, happy note tonight. Okay. I have five mystery questions lined oh. up. And uh, so, David, I'm going to start with you. Pick a number, one through five. Uh-uh. Two. And uh, I haven't looked at them, so I don't even know. What's Uh-oh. one daily action that you can take to elevate your mental health and physical fitness? Oh my God. No, I won't go there. Um... <laughs> Looking for a husband. One <laughs> <laughs> oh daily action to help my mental and physical health? Yes. That you do, that you actually do each day. Oh, that I do. When I'm home, give my mom a hug. Oh, that's nice. And when I'm not home, give my friends a hug. That's good. Okay. I love it. Now, Penny, pick a number one through four. One. Okay. And yours is... and well, it's it's actually a statement, um, and I'm going to ask you. It says start a journaling practice and use it to explore how you feel. Do you keep a journal? I keep several journals. I I write mm-hmm. a lot about my experiences and how I feel. Yes, I do. Great. Because I, I do the same thing. I love to write. I keep a daily journal. Uh, Crystal, pick a number, one through three. One through three, three. And your question is, um, well, um, I'm going to ask, um, what's the biggest conflict that you've dealt with? Well, you've pretty much have talked about the conflicts that you've dealt with um, in this business. I'm going to change that. Um, what... <laughs> If there is one particular moment in your career that you could relive on a loop, what would that moment be and why? Well, when I used to sing and do shows and have my mother sitting in the audience and being smiling, Mm -hmm. and just she just thought she was just all of that. She did, you know, just to watch us. And that, if I can have her back here again, just to see her face again, to watch Mm -hmm. us sing again on stage, Mm -hmm. that would mean more to me than anything. Anything that I'm doing. You know, I've dropped her name many times, but Carol Channing told me that she always picked one person in the audience and she put her father's face on that person. Wow. And when she performed, she always performed to that person in the audience. And I. It is so uh, funny now that it's funny now because when we sing now, my mother's gone. It, it, I mean, I have tears in my eyes because that's really truly. You don't realize it until they're until they're gone. That's right. You know, I mean, nothing else matters. But 
now when we sing in the audience, my brother is there. Wow, and, uh, and he's and, and you should see him smiling and he just looks so happy. And your mother is there too. Trust me, she's and, there. Yeah, so I, I think that that's it. And it and it doesn't have to be at, in a big arena, you could be in a small club. Just having her sitting there was beautiful to me. That's great. And Shanice, I'm gonna let you 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 pick a number one through two. Uh two. Okay, and yours is um this is it. I love this one. It says reevaluate a long held belief. A is there a long held belief that you've recently reevaluated? A belief that I had to reevaluate? A belief? That's a hard one. <laughs> a belief. Is there something that you always thought? But as you've matured, you look at it differently and you've reevaluated how you looked at that. Maybe you're changing how you your perspective on that particular thing. You know what? I've always felt like in the industry age, you know, um, if you're over 20, 25, that, you know, kind of like your people kind of look down on you. Your career now, is over. <laughs> I I look no, I look at it differently now. You know, I I went to a concert. I went to go see Patty LaBelle. Uh, I went to see uh, Gladys Knight, Stephanie Mills, um, and I think Madonna's about to do this huge tour. You know, and these women are still killing it on this you know a stage and still doing their thing so i'm starting well, to look at i'm starting to look at age like differently do you know who marilyn may is no look her up okay uh, she's a friend of mine she's 95 and she just performed at carnegie hall mm. <gasps> yeah look her up. marilyn may m-a-y-e and you're gonna fall in love with her that's okay. your homework assignment for tonight. I, 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 well, you know, I, I want to have you all back. Anytime, we better do this. David, thank you for reaching out to me for this show. Thank um, you. Everybody, you've got to go and look at this kryptonite. Uh, you are going to fall in love with this film, and I cannot wait to see the longer version. And I cannot wait next year to see the feature-length film when it you all step up to win your Oscars. And, okay. and uh, David, uh, I, you know, uh, I'm sure Danny won't mind. I will escort you to the Oscars that night. If you <laughs> found a husband. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so I am, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give my closing remarks and then I'm going to turn it over to you, David, and then you will pick the next person and then you will pick the next person. And then the last person standing will have the final remarks. It could be about anything that we spoke about today that you want to build upon. Uh, anything that we didn't talk about that you wish we had, or just any final message that you want to leave everyone with today. And the last person who speaks, don't worry about how to end the show, because as soon as you say goodbye, the final credits will start to roll. Uh, I want to thank everybody who took the time to be here tonight. You could have been anywhere. And the fact that you chose to be here 
means the world to me, and I'm sure I can speak for everyone here tonight. Uh, take the time to see this film because it's important that you do so. Again, David, you mean the world to me, and I'm so glad that you reached out to me to do this. I end every show by telling everyone to go out and do something nice for somebody else without expecting anything in return. Uh, we've touched upon this tonight, but it's very important that you all do this. And this is not just lip service. Pick up the phone and call someone that you haven't spoken to in a long time. Not an email message, not a text message, not a private inbox message, a phone call. And let that person know how they've made a difference in your life before it's too late. It's important that we all do that. And it's important that you reach out and make that connection. And trust me, when you do this, you're going to make that person very, very happy. I have a dear friend. He says, we're all in the same storm, but we're in different size boats. And I always say, I don't care what size boat you're on, as long as you have a skipper by your side. And with that, <laughs> I'll leave the screen. And David, I'm turning it over to you. And I'm in love with all of you. So thank you for being here tonight. David, it's all yours. I just want to, uh, okay, first of all, I just want to thank this family. Like I said, uh, it, you, you, this keeps me breathing. Um, connecting and loving people um, is, is one of the things that is most important in my life. Um, I'm so excited to, I have to mention this, that in, I think, two weeks, although I think it starts next week, I'm going to go see Chinese on stage <laughs> um, in 44. So yeah. in, in L.A., right? It's in L.A. at the Bourbon Room in Hollywood, California, on Hollywood Boulevard. And uh, we our opening night is this week. So, oh. yeah, the 19th, we're doing a preview show. And on the 20th is the official opening night. So if whoever's watching this, if you live in California, please come to Hollywood, California, to the Bourbon Room Theater, and um, you'll enjoy it. It'll make you laugh. It'll make you cry. Make you want to dance. Make you want to sing. It's a it's a fun show. Oh, and to see, uh, let me tell you, to see this woman perform on stage live is like, you're never going to forget it. It's Aww. one of the experiences that you're going to go, you know, and to know her in person. Oh, it's so, and to know you in person and, and, uh, you know, be able to say family is, is even, I'm, I'm very lucky. So thank you. Yes. You are forever my uncle. Uncle oh. David. <laughs> uncle David. And, and getting off on the show, leaving the show, I just want to um, thank everybody. Penny, I am so blessed that I said, yes, I will do this project with you. I mean, because you said, I'm going to do it only if you're going to do it. So. I'm so glad we did this project, Kryptonite. I want to thank everybody who worked on this project, everybody from A to Z, because we brought this magic piece together, and I hope it changes hearts and minds of all the people out there who are going to watch it. And you could see it. Go to the, uh, the fantastic uh, Easter Steel's Disability Film Challenge YouTube and go watch it now. You could see the whole thing. Um, thank you. I love you, Crystal, Penny, and Shanice. And thank you, Richard. Thank you. Love you. Love you. So is someone next? Oh. Oh, yes, I, I'm supposed to say. Penny. I, would like, 
I would like to say thank you to, you know, uh, David, uh, Uncle David Zimmerman and Penny, my mom. Thank you for, you know, thinking of me, you know, bringing me into this, um, uh, just the, the, the challenge. And uh, it was a great experience for me. I uh, got to learn a little bit of sign language. Um, it was definitely a challenge, that's for sure. Like getting all that done in those, that short amount of time was a challenge, but uh, it was worth it. I had a great time. And I want to say to the people out there watching, um, giving is so important. The more you give, the more you will will receive. And um, like you, you've heard the, the term, you reap what you sow. And, and I just want to put that out there that if you can help someone that's in need or, you know, and giving is not just always about money. It's giving your time, like uh, maybe going to visit someone in the, in, the, in the hospital that's not feeling well or, you know, just do something kind and, you know, give back. <laughs> so that's what I want to say. And um, I love everyone. I'm at the Bourbon Room Cal uh, uh, Theater in California this week. Uh, I have a show uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So that's what I, where I will be this week. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I, I want to go next if I can. Okay. Um, go ahead. What I realize is forgiveness is forgiving. Forgiveness is very important. And I'm learning that more and more. Because <clears throat> when you hold and you don't forgive and you hold on to it, it affects you. So I'm working on that. And I and I just wanted to say um, that I forgive anybody that I have come in contact with and I've held on uh, what? How can I put it like resentment, resentment. Or anger. Yeah, we're anger. So I, I think or that's even pain, maybe. Very much pain. But I think that is very important. And I, and I think for all of us, we should forgive because when you hold on, it affects you, not the person. That's true. I love each and every one of you. And thank you so much for your time. Bye. I want to end by saying that. What Nick Novicki has done with the Disability Film Challenge, uh, as this is the 10th anniversary of the challenge, is phenomenal. And I'm very honored to be a part of it. Um, and I want to thank everybody, our director, Cameron Mitchell, our producer, uh, Joanne Dean, our awareness campaign manager, Peggy Lane, all of the crew and staff, writers, uh, Joshua Friedman, um, the, our stars, uh, Shanice and Ryan Lane. I want to thank everybody who made this film possible. And I want to leave you with this. Let's love each other. Life is too short. People are dying. People are hurting. People are crying. Everybody needs a hug and everybody needs some love. So I love you all. Thank you for listening. 
And I want to also say this before I go. If I've ever harmed anyone or if I've ever hurt anyone, I ask for your forgiveness. I'm sorry. And may God lead the way. Thank you. God bless you. And good night.